Life is art. Life is art. What will you put on your canvas? a good weekend. Hello. This is Jessica. You're listening to Life is Art Reality. The show that gets into reality. We get into the creation as you're living life and kind of how you can create and reality. This is going to be a very interesting episode because I've gained a lot of um, insights that I really want to share. But also there's been a couple of um, questions that I've gotten from you guys. So I really appreciate that. So, so as we move into this. Um, I do appreciate you spending your weekend with me. Um, I hope that we all enjoy Valentine's Day, no matter how you're spending it. Um, definitely be enjoying spending it. Being with you and no need for anybody. Or with your loved ones, family, friends, spouses, partners. And um, definitely looking forward to Super Bowl coming up. Um, definitely be cooking some food, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, wanted to definitely get to your questions, but wanted to acknowledge this weekend first. Um, cause it is the weekend, so, um, we'll start with how important it is actually for the weekend, because we've talked about this, um, previously I've told you that I used to kind of not see a point or a purpose in the weekend, and why do we have weekends? Well, one of the reasons we have weekends is to rest. One way of actually kind of learning and teaching your body how to rest and even how to open up and kind of get energized is through yoga. Um, I've taken some yoga classes in person and I got a lot out of kind of what the body can do. I've gotten a lot out of what the body can learn itself just by going through the motions but one thing I also learned that I didn't expect to learn is the that I'm not as wordy as I thought I was. I don't memorize the terminology of the positions in yoga. Um, I don't memorize the, um, you know, kind of how the positions go necessarily. And so in kind of taking these classes in person, I learned just as much about what does not work. But what I also learned about is that you can, even just through stretching your body in certain ways, you can open up and gain energy through your muscles and through kind of how far you, you want to stretch or how far you um, you feel that stretching can get you and how... I've kind of learned how it doesn't just kind of like make you sleepy or tired. Really stretching can wake your body up. Um, my favorite skill to use is, um, and you would have fun actually doing it, is uh, easy yoga. And you can actually go in and choose what kind of yoga you want to do. If you want to do morning um, 
evening or energized. And you can definitely, if you get kind of into that and you do that for a while, you can get to a point if you really enjoy it where you can kind of include some of these kind of stretching in your dance and if you do like dance workouts. Um, if you work out to music, if you listen to music and kind of want to do some kind of like stretching with it, you can definitely do that. Um, so it's really, really cool to be doing this kind of stuff. And you'll eventually get to a point where you'll be able to, if you enjoy it, do it in silence. But um, definitely look up yoga. Um, if we are on Clubhouse and things like that, I would love to kind of be, I feel like some of this would be better done live because then you can kind of ask how things work. And I do get kind of familiar or refreshed with terms if you do care about those, but really it's more about the, um, the, the body and the functions, um, and things like that. So I feel like that would actually be really good for you because then you can kind of get your, your questions, um, asked about how something works or the experience. And so if we're in Clubhouse, um, and we're kind of in a room and that kind of thing, I think it would be really cool for you, um, if we were in a workout room to do yoga, if that's something that interests you. So, um, workouts tend to be, um, really cool. I haven't done much live with them, but I think it would be really, really a cool experience. Um, but because I got asked about that, about yoga, um, I think what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to show you a little bit about how. So, What I've got going is I have, you can get them for $10. You don't really need them. I do have a mat, but I've been able to do some of these, a lot of the um, different things just on the floor or um, just kind of stretching. And even just on the bed waking up, you can do some of these. But I like to start, unlike a lot of um, classes, Kind of teach you, I kind of feel like I start standing up. Um, for whatever reason. So. I'm going to get this mat out here. And. I'll give you kind of a stretch to start with. If you want to kind of wake your body up really. So I'm standing um, as I talked about. And I think for warm up, that's kind of why sitting is kind of advised at first. But I think standing kind of wakes your body up anyway. Um, but there are going to be some stretches where, let's say you are in bed and you want to wake up a little bit. Um, and you, um, you want to actually kind of wake up a little bit. So let me start with some water. That's kind of important. Okay, so yeah, even if you are in bed, you can start by raising your arms and even just things like holding your arms up for 10 seconds um, can kind of help. So I'm kind of holding my arms up. One, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine, ten. Now let's say I wanted to come back down. So you can sit down. I tend to sit kind of long ways. Um, so if you are waking up and you're kind of in your bed and you want to wake up or if you are wanting to plan this out a little bit maybe and you're sitting face to where you have space in front of you and you don't quite need as much behind you but even if you know start by reaching and touching your toes for another 10 seconds one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and a lot of yoga is done starting kind of on your feet so your toes are going to be it's um it's sitting on your feet though it's like on your knees on your feet kind of in that position and you're gonna be a lot of it is done with your arms out in front of you especially in the beginning and you're getting to know what you can do so the one thing that you'll learn is how much your back actually needs to stretch and how much you don't actually do this and how important this is this really helps with um some of the stiff back muscles you might have or back pains so what i'm doing is i have my arms kind of out kind of in front of me hands palms facing down fingers long ways and um i've got my feet toes kind of touching the ground um with my knees facing down my weight the weight of my body is kind of on my knees and my arms so my stomach is not touching the ground but what i'm going to do is stretch my left arm out and i'm going to kind of leave my right arm i'm going to kind of put weight on my right arm and I'm gonna put my right foot up here and I'm gonna do this for one two three four five six seven eight nine ten now if you're just getting into this you can switch you're gonna really need a lot of floor space for some of this so you might want to make sure that you are in a position where you can switch now. So you switch and you kind of, um, I notice that weight is going to go to the, your other side more of the opposite side of what your, your leg is lifting. So left leg, you can do this one, you lift your left leg up for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine ten and notice that the hands the weight of your body is kind of on your hands my um keep your leg up um and we're gonna switch back actually we're gonna step in and you can step your left foot between your two hands your right foot will be behind you and step your right foot kind of in front Put your left foot behind you. And another position, I'll give you the last kind of position, is to take your feet, take kind of the palms of your feet, the bottoms of your feet, put them, and this is going to feel really weird if you've never done this before but put your feet together with your feet together knees spread apart take your hands and stretch them out in front of you and you're going to feel way deep in your thighs 
this huge stretch. Your back is going to feel like it's stretching. And you can do this for, I'd say, 10 seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then what I always end with, um, even if, um, whether kind of the skill ends it, the uh, easy yoga skill or whatever, what I always kind of end with is, um, kind of another toe reach for another 10 seconds. And this will help you, um, to kind of get into where you can stand. So another 10 seconds, touch your toes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you come up, stand, and make sure that you stretch your arms. Really, really wide stretches definitely need a lot of space for this. And, um, that is pretty much it for this, um, yoga. So, um, to be honest, I really, really appreciate this question because I, it's been a little while since I've done some of these, but really that's all it starts out is, and then you can definitely get more into different stretches and have like a skill or if you like in-person experience, um, or a YouTube video guiding you with somebody guiding you into different positions, definitely browse this podcast because I have, uh, resources, um, and then eventually even doing it with your favorite music is really, really rewarding because then you'll feel like you can do this in the way that you want to do yoga because they, they emphasize this, um, in the beginning that the yoga should be based on how your body feels and what you would like to kind of get out of it. And so if some of the stretches you don't like, you do other stretches or you do a lot of breathing. Um, and you'll get into deep breathing if you want to get into yoga more. So that is kind of, um, that is kind of the raw and edited experience of kind of how I do a lot of these. yoga and um, stretches and things like that and so before we continue I'm gonna have some more water um, I'm not bothering to edit anything because this is the only time I have to record today and I really really um, wanted to get this out there for you because the question about yoga was asked and so I figured that this would be the time to do it. So let me have some water. Definitely make sure you drink some water if you've been following along. <laughs> it's very, very important before you're tempted to have that next sip of coffee like I am, but water first. And... We're going to talk about some other things. I've really, um, it's been crazy not podcasting on weekdays. It's been weird, but I, uh, wanted to kind of collect some thoughts first. Um, and somebody had asked me about journaling and what comes up. Um, and this is a really cool question and it really made me think, what does specifically come up, um, when you journal? And this is a really, it's an, it's an interesting question because it's not always, um, it's not always the same answer. Um, 
but last week I had a couple of examples where I was able to work through literally a couple of things that normally I would not know how to work through. So we'll start with that. So what ended up happening is that I was, I kind of was feeling a little bit like I was, and you'll know when um, you have not journaled enough or, you know, you have not written enough kind of thing and you've kind of gotten out of it for a while. If you start like needing a lot of, like a lot more of, one-on-one -on -one time to talk than maybe you have or um you start feeling like maybe the time that you do have talking that you take with somebody um that there's something that you haven't quite figured out or that has not quite clicked in your brain you'll feel it um your mind will not stop you know racing and uh meditation I love it and it's it's definitely a solution for that but sometimes you really just need to put your own story in front of you so that you can see that you have a story in the first place. Because sometimes you don't even know you have a story. Sometimes you think, oh, I know that all this is just my story. I know that all this is... Oh, that's all it is. And doesn't mean anything. And um, it's just my story. But if you have your own story in front of you, then you'll realize, wait a minute, this is just a story. So this happened to me um, a couple of times. The first time it was, well, they were both communication issues. The first time this was um, kind of an active listening issue where I had to just write down that this was frustrating to, like the littlest thing, like dinner, was frustrating to communicate. So I had kind of been writing that down a little bit. Then, just seeing that in front of me, I was like, you know, it, it really doesn't have to be. It's not that it shouldn't be this hard. It doesn't have to be this frustrating. So, once I kind of had kind of been writing in that way, um, I was able to kind of see that this really shouldn't be this hard. The second thing was the overhearing somebody kind of joking about something that... Um, that had happened in life that was just kind of funny that I had done by accident. And at first was kind of like, why? And was kind of writing down, you know, why was this happening? And then realizing that they were just trying to find the humor in life because life is crazy. And that this is a good thing to do. And that this is how one way that people can um, enjoy life or, you know, kind of like laugh and let a laugh go once in a while. And I was able to totally just be, you know, work through that without having any internal conflict. Just kind of a couple minutes to wonder a little bit and kind of work through that, but not having any internal conflict blow out or one of those things where you're, um, you want to address what is going on. And why you might be thinking this way, but you don't want any confrontation. There was no confrontation with this. So I'll I'll tell you kind of how to do this step by step. And I've kind of mentioned it before, but um so if I'm a little bit repetitive, it's only because I'm I kind of like want you to benefit from this as much as possible. So this is the note taking your way through life method. Um what would that be? What would an acronym be for note-taking your way in life? N-T-Y-W-T-L. That would be a long acronym. Okay, that's not going to work. We'll work on that later. Um, so if you, if this is going on and you can discreetly have a little pen and sticky pad, a, you know, your smartphone, whatever device that can be very discreet and quiet that you can kind of like work at if you feel this is if you're if you can't if you're in a position where you cannot talk about whatever it is 
it might seem stupid. You don't really have the time. You're kind of busy. Um, you don't want to really take the time and sit somebody down. You don't want to bother anybody. Maybe you have somebody that will totally sit down. Like I always have where, you know, my husband and I, we talk all the time. But maybe that's just it is that there's so much that we talk about already that what I've realized is a lot of this needs to be done kind of on my own. Um, so that when we do talk, it's, um, it's more productive. It's more, um, it's more balanced with the both of us and it's not, um, him playing therapist. Cause I really, really don't want that. So, um, you know, so you might have that, you might have a spouse, a best friend, or if you really don't know if you have that or not, um, that's just it though, is a lot of this stuff can be done on your own. So if you are sitting, you know, kind of have something with you always anyway, and even just for convenience, you might have to write a grocery list. So you might as well have it anyway, even if you think this is, um, bullshit or too new age or too much about expressing yourself maybe you're right but you might want to have something for convenience anyway if you need to write something down so you might as well um and let's say you feel something um a little bit of tension where you didn't like the way somebody said something even and um but you don't exactly want to like confront the person you don't want the confrontation because like you don't want to try to change somebody um for something and we'll definitely address that more in this episode here but you don't want to change anybody and you don't want to another way i guess of putting this is you don't want to maybe you don't want to influence you don't want to influence how somebody feels with your expectations. I've definitely been guilty of that. And I'll definitely address that when we get to kind of interactions and relationships and stuff. And we'll definitely be addressing that in this episode. But um, you don't want to influence somebody else's mind with your own expectations. So you might as well um, take a deep breath, do some deep breathing. You know, in through the nose, move your stomach and out through the nose. Um, kind of move your stomach inward and outward. Definitely look some breath work up, um, you know, but even just taking a deep breath. It doesn't even have to be all that. Um, but if you want kind of the, the peace that you can get from just taking a proper deep breath where you're inhaling the full air, you know, you have a right to breathe air and... You deserve to breathe there like anybody else. So you really need to, you know, take that, take in that full deep breath, right? So by doing so, you can um, kind of release some of that tension and you'll get some of that peace. Uh, but then again, your mind, you know, you don't want to put this stuff on the back burner as, oh, all of it's just a story. Maybe all of it is just a story in your own way, but is it a story when you're thirsty and you need to drink water, you know? Is it a story when the plumbing in your house, your toilet floods, you know? You might have to write down instructions on how to get that toilet working again, right? So maybe all of life is really a story, but when you think about should I write this down or not, or would it make me silly, or is expressing myself... um too too stupid or too poppy or whatever um you don't want to you don't want to go revisit that when a couple hours later and you're doing the dishes and that person puts you pushes you over the edge because you didn't like the way they said something two hours ago right and now they've they've pushed you over the edge and you're going to get a little triggered. And you could be doing all the breathing you want. You could be doing all this. And sometimes when somebody pushes you, 
um, and you're doing a lot of like peace work and you're trying to keep it peaceful in your own environment, um, you could get to a point where you're just plain ignoring somebody. And, you know, that is as tempting as it is to do that, that could be a chicken way to do it. Really, it's not always the best way to go about um, resolving something. So maybe write down if you if somebody is saying something to you and you have something to write with, you know, maybe consider just writing down. I could have said that better or I would have said that better. It doesn't mean you're trying to be better than anyone, but it's like maybe you understand the way your style works of communication. And so you're thinking, um, I would have been happy to take a little more time in saying that. Um, why is it so hard? And then maybe write down the way you would have said it a little bit better. So I guess I'll give you an example of if somebody says, why can't you ever plan dinner? Why is it always on me to plan dinner? And you don't like the way they've worded that because you're not like somebody who plans in the kitchen. I'm definitely not somebody who, who cooks and plans and does all that, right? Um, so what ends up happening is you don't like the way they say that. You kind of like you were feeling really relaxed and kind of like trying to enjoy um, whatever it is. Maybe you're watching something. Maybe you're just kind of like trying to chill out from the day or whatever. And you're like, I could give a fuck less right now about dinner. Um, in your mind, you're thinking, right? Um, and you notice maybe your muscles in your arms start to tense up. Maybe your legs start to um, tense up a little bit. And they move out of kind of reaction. Uh, it, like, they're kind of reflecting like reaction kind of thing. Where your legs are just, you want to you wanna move something. You want to kick something. Not the other person though, right? <laughs> so you're 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 kind of like noticing that your body's getting a little bit tense. You know, would it be so bad if you just wrote I could give a fuck about less about dinner? I could give a fuck less about dinner right now. What if you wrote that down and then write um I would have simply asked what do you want for dinner and just left because the other part when they say why is it that you're always never planning dinner that is their story and that is someone who didn't take the time to write themselves um and so they don't know how to react um they don't know how to interact with something actually and so they're putting their own story within the context of the present moment and that's another reason why writing and note-taking your way through life is is going to be the only way to journal because maybe you write that Maybe you crumble it, rip it up, delete it, you know, archive it, whatever. Um, and you don't care. And you kind of like laugh to yourself a little bit. And then maybe you're able to let it go a little bit. And you're like, you know, I have no idea what we, what we should eat for dinner. I'm just, um, and you're able to laugh a little bit and kind of let it go and be like, I don't even like to plan dinner because I'm so tired. And maybe you guys end up having a really good conversation after that. This isn't to degrade the other person. This isn't to make yourself like magically the better person or the good guy all the time. It's more about just that little moment of clarity between you and yourself. It's not even about expressing yourself in some epic uh you know, some epic way. It's really not. Um, it's, it's more about just having that little moment with yourself and putting the story in front of you. Um, you know, that says like, you don't give a fuck about dinner right now. Um, whatever it is. So that's just one example, right? And it saves you a, a, a meltdown two hours later where the person you're doing dishes and the person asks you, do we have any coffee? And it said, and you know, and it, you already are like in a bad mood from the question earlier about why don't you plan dinner? Maybe you're doing a lot of your breath, you're kind of your breathing or you're just whatever it is you're, you're taking, um, 
a breath or whatever and they ask you let's say you didn't write that let's just let's go with the other example like the whole opposite scenario here and they say what why don't you ever plan dinner um let's say you bite your lip a little bit you know what you do when you're trying to hold back saying something um right your your feet kind of flinch up a little bit and um you uh <laughs> you kind of like you're like i don't know maybe that's your response a little bit because you can't exactly ignore every question so you're just like i don't know um, I've been guilty of that before and it really, it puts you out of touch with reality a lot when you're just like, I don't know. Um, and it's kind of a bad habit. I think it's a coping habit, but it's a bad habit to do all the time. Once in a while, it's like every, you pull out an I don't know, but you know, it's a really bad habit to get into and you really want to try to avoid it. So you go, I don't know. Right. And then, uh, they get something that totally, you're kind of like, whether it's your spouse, your roommate, you know, your family, whoever you live with. Because we do live in a crazy economy nowadays. And so, any kind of living arrangement could happen. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. Right? Nothing, you know, whatever it is. It is what it is, right? So, you're just, you're already kind of crazy in that regard. Like, you're trying to deal with a whole lot. And somebody's asking you, about dinner. So, then, um, you know, they get something that totally, like, hurts your stomach. Um, and you're like, I can't eat this, you know, but, so you don't finish your food anyway. They get mad that they bought the dinner. You can't finish it. Maybe it's like something that really hurts. Like fried chicken can kind of hurt the belly sometimes. And you can't finish your food. So then you. Uh, you're like whatever. I'll do the damn dishes so that they'll shut up. Because now they won't leave me alone about not finishing. And why am I not eating and all that. Um, because they're kind of like not as tired as you or whatever and they're kind of like noticing some things you know maybe you're handling your stress in this way so you go to do the dishes and they're like where's the coffee or something kind of like they don't ask it in the most articulate way they're just like where's the coffee and you start you know you have a meltdown because you're like well first you bitch about me not wanting to plan dinner and now you are totally yelling at me about where the coffee is when maybe they didn't even yell at you. But they're just asking you. Whereas if you simply wrote down. Just out of stupidity. Out of silliness. Maybe it is silly. Maybe there is no um, logic behind it. But you know. If you would have just wrote. I don't give a fuck about dinner. And laughed a little bit. Your body would have relaxed. You could have just laughed. And been like I have no idea. And you guys could have had that good conversation because maybe in that moment you expressed yourself a little bit. Um, so this is why. This is why note taking your way through life is so damned important. So giving that expectation to yourself to always have something handy to write with um is really really important and again it's, it could be um even as simple as somebody says what do we need from the store tomorrow and instead of getting um frustrated that like there's so many things we need um you start writing a list real quick just to yourself and and then you know you hand it off to him and, and that's done. And, and if you have something to write with, you kind of can, or text it off to him or whatever. And, um, or, you know, as they're at the store or something, it could be something as simple as that, right? Um, it doesn't have to be this, um, this epic of a kind of journal or like this serious of a, 
or you know it doesn't have to be quite this deep it could just be just having something to kind of write with um anyway and we make too much out of um note taking journaling whatever we make too much out of it i think so um having some expectations for yourself to do some of these things can help you to answer for yourself and get rid of the expectation to um to others to always communicate at their best or to always talk to you in a certain tone or a certain way that you want to be talked to because you know it just doesn't always happen and maybe you know you might not always do the same for them either because you have your own plate that you're tracking and that's always definitely a way to manage that so getting into I told you I would address some expectations some you know, just even just managing a lot of these kinds of things when it comes to other people and interactions. And this is going to be getting into is the interaction with the other person or the uh, relationship or family, family tie with someone, you've got to ask yourself sometimes, is that becoming an obligation? Maybe it didn't start out that way, but is it becoming an obligation to interact with somebody who might expect you to do things that you simply it's just not you and sometimes honestly this could be encouragement like the other person could think that they're being encouraging because check if i'm recording that would be nice Thank you. Okay. So, this could be um, anything from, you know, being very encouraging. Maybe you see potential or someone sees potential in you or you see potential in them. But you are maybe pushing the should onto them or... Without meaning to kind of a thing, right? Um, maybe you're change, you're trying to change them and you're making, putting pressure on something. So somebody could have a really good book and you want to push that, you know, because they do a lot of writing and you know them and you want to push the book. That's just one example. And you're like, you should publish this. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe to them having this up on a blog or having this up on um, kind of out there so they can break it down into posts is enough for them and they're happy with that. This could be taking away their focus from what they love, which is the subject that they're writing about the writing of the subject and this could be even as something as simple as you're a very interesting person and you should if you're kind of depending on what your preferences are you should go out there and talk to chicks more. Go get you some. Talk to dudes more. If you're into dudes, if you're, you know, depending on your preferences. Um, that kind of thing. But maybe it's not something that they are focused on. Maybe that's not what they want to do. 
Um, and you're putting kind of this pressure on them that they're like, you know, I like hanging out with this person, but why are they always trying to get me to do something? Um, and a lot of it is this, if you see potential or encouragement, it's, it's going to be seen in the way that you see it, the way that you were brought up, maybe. It's not going to be seen in the way that maybe they understand themselves. Or somebody might be doing this to you. And maybe it's even something along the lines of like, you would actually be cool. You know, you would do really well in um, trying something new or going out more or, you know, you would be pretty, pretty good with, you know, hanging out in a group of people or that kind of thing. And maybe to them, or even you should stay home more and not go out as much um, because you would be really good at doing a lot of the deeper work um, in an environment for you. So either one really could be could be pushed onto somebody, right? Um, when maybe the other person doesn't know that they don't know life the same way that you know life. They don't know living the same way that you know living. And so for instance, getting into the obligation part of it, right? There's a few things I actually think that obligation can be a good thing. Like some energetic exchange can come from this thing is expected. Obviously, maybe this person expects me to wish them a happy birthday. And it's really cool. They enjoy the birthday wish. Maybe that is kind of, you know, if you want to get technical and obligation and, and that kind of thing. And after knowing someone for so long, maybe not at first, but after knowing someone for so long, it's really cool to hear. Um, unless you're someone who really isn't good at dates. Um, I'm definitely not always the best at dates, but I've started to put things on the calendar more and get a little better about it. And kind of like getting better at being more open, asking people when their birthday is, for instance, right? Kind of in the beginning and maybe, like I've started to kind of work on that a little bit, but like, you know, so I'm not saying that any of these things are perfect, but like the energetic benefit of making someone feel good could be presented as an obligation or could feel like an obligation. And this is why some people, you know, they don't want relationships. It doesn't work for them. It may not work for you. You may not want, um, because for you, it might be too much of an obligation to do certain things. Or it doesn't mean that you don't like making people feel good. But you want to do it when you want to do it. So, for example, um, this could apply to treating someone for a meal. If somebody treats you to a meal. And maybe, you know, they do it for a little bit or whatever. Maybe you feel this pressure, this obligation that you have to treat them for a meal. And so it doesn't even feel good to treat them to a meal or, or to, you know, maybe they've gotten you, you know, something or um, treated you to a movie or something or treated you to um, a gym membership or something. It could be anything really. And it doesn't even feel good for, for you because in your mind, you're like, oh my God, now I'm expected to do that. Now I have to, because it's fair, because it's right, because, um, it looks good because I care about what people think because my reputation, because, and you have all these becauses and it's not simply that it feels good to do something. And you've got to 
recognize when an interaction with someone is becoming an obligation in that way. In that sort of, I'm obligated to go to this family party. When, you know, me and this family member, you know, we could, um, we're not really that close. I don't really enjoy parties anyway, but I have to go because they're my family. Or um, they're expecting me to be there, so I have to. You really don't. Um, but, you know, maybe once in a while it is easier to go with it a little bit, you know, and maybe one of the benefits is food. So it's like, there are some simple benefits to these obligations. Um, but for the most part, it's going to be based on, it really should be based on how you feel. Now, I'm not saying that if you feel like, um, that everything should be based on how you feel. Because if you feel like, you know, I'm going to get this person for what they did. You, you, you don't want to do that. So I'm not necessarily saying that for everything it should be based on. But like interactions should really be based on how you feel. Um, it should not be a robotic thing. It should not be a program. It should not be what is expected of you. It should not be because it looks good. It should not be because of the reputation you want to set for yourself that's those are all artificial reasons and if someone or something is becoming an obligation in that way and maybe you feel like you've been pushed too much you've got to assess what you want and if you haven't done something if somebody has maybe pushed you and you haven't done something it's because you don't want to do it it's because it's not in your um it's not in you. There is no anything. It's just not in your being. It's not in your being to do that thing that people want you to do. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something that you want to do. Maybe you're caught up on originality in life where even though nothing is really original, Things have to feel original to you. And so, but again, it might not be going out and hanging out with people the way that they might see it. It might be your call to, you know, because nowadays there's a lot of virtual services and so that you don't absolutely have to, if you're somebody who does not like going out, you don't absolutely have to. You ha you can have all your friends digitally if you want. Um, there's going to be a difference in energy. And if you prefer virtual energy, that is your preference and that is what you want. Um, keeping in mind what everyone kind of prefers keeping in mind that your preferences may not be everyone's preferences um and to understand that somebody else might just be more extroverted and somebody else might just be more introverted than you is okay um this is where when you get into like spiritual philosophy and we have this kind of, we are all one. And that's kind of been taught to us now, like that we are all one, we are all the same. There's no difference between you and me. You know what? There are differences. Um, now, should we all be treated equal? Yes, absolutely. Should we all be given the same opportunities in life? Yes. But there are going to be different preferences between you and me. And there are going to be different um, ways of thinking, different cultures. And that should be embraced as well as the we are one. And in trying to make everyone the same, that is when you get away from the we are one thing. Because we are all one means that we are going to have differences. 
Things should not feel this much like an obligation to you. There is no reason for it that things in life should feel like everybody's pushing you to do something. This is something I'm working on myself, especially now. Um, and you're never going to have it fully figured out like at once like that. It's a slow process, but it should not feel like you're only doing something because people are asking you to, or people are pushing you, or people are expecting you to be there, or people did this for you, now you have to do something for them. It really should not be that way. This is where you have to really... Understand your own values versus somebody else's values, knowing that it's not a competition, but it's a difference, and it's going to be a difference. You're not going to devalue someone else's values away. You're not going to devalue someone else's value of money away when that, that value of money might be very important to that other person, just as you're not going to devalue someone else's Freedom not to have, not to, to, uh, not value money. You're not going to devalue someone else's choice to not value money. You're not going to devalue that away. It's going to be whatever it's going to be for you. And so kind of my point in getting philosophical here is that there is no one philosophy and there is no one way to interact with anyone. It's going to be what works for you. And we are going to have differences. And sometimes if those differences interfere with values where you and the people around you are constantly trying to devalue each other's values in order to be right, in order to debate. Um, this is where philosophy turns into a debate. That's kind of why doing philosophy with other people is not easy. Um, because everybody is going to have values. And values can also be somewhat story-related. Uh, based on their story, your story, my story of what life should look like or what what it should be important. When really this is not, it's all story. Everything is going to have some kind of story attached to it. Even peace. The need to be in a state of peace, there's a story attached to that. The need to take a deep breath. There's a story attached to that. The need to take a sip of water. The need to... Be calm. There's a story attached to that. The need to be comfortable. Because there's a story attached to that. Have comfort be in a state of constant state of comfort the need to push other people to do things there's a story attached to that oh yeah the need to constantly want to see other people take the advice that you give them there's definitely a story attached to that the need to Talk somebody out of what they value because you feel like your values would be better for them. There's a story attached to that. The need to go get an Amazon package before it rains too hard. There's a story attached to that. The need to make lunch. There's a story attached to that. So I, I guess you get my point, but there's a story attached to everything. The need to not express yourself 
and to understand that journaling is stupid and too dramatic. There's a story attached to that. The need to overly express yourself and make everything about drama. There's a story attached to that. So yeah, there's definitely a story attached to everything. And it's, it's not really anything that you need to escape. It's not something that you have to say, oh, I have to escape the story. Um, in a lot of spiritual teachings, it, it, it kind of seems like it's about escaping the story, but the way that I see it, it's about, um, it's about managing. You can't control everything and everyone and all that, but maybe managing, maybe, maybe, fuck the word managing, maybe it's about interacting with your own story. Creating consciously, creating with awareness your story, knowing that it is yours, no matter how complex, no matter how simple, minimalistic, materialistic, you need your story to be. Less interactions is fine. More interactions is fine. I can't say for you what it is that you need to do. Because again, that's just another piece of advice that you're not going to want to hear. It's just somebody else telling you to do something that you don't want to fucking do. So you have to understand that this is all a story. And if your story is to get rid of the story, that's a story, but it's your story. It's not my story. I like anthropomorphizing. I like having a story. I like being romantic about life. Now, to over-romanticize other people and to over-dramatize the story, no, that's kind of like unhealthy. And that's something that I've definitely um, worked on not doing. When reality hits, you realize, you know, what is really, truly important and what really, truly is not. And it's not important to devalue someone else's values to get them to do what you want them to do. And that's definitely something I've been guilty of. So we have to understand that we're all going to have our own story, but it's your story. Having as little obligations as possible is for you. Having as many obligations as possible could also be for you. If you like to kind of push yourself and challenge yourself and use your muscles and all that kind of stuff. But what is your strength behind your story? What is your benefit that strengthens you, that, that benefits you? I will never know, but you know what? You will. I may never, I may never understand what benefits your story. I may never understand what benefits why you do the things you do and why you don't do the things you could. But you understand. You understand why you say no. You understand why you don't let others push you around. You understand why you don't take people's advice. And you understand why you might do certain things. Why you might learn certain subjects. Why you might read certain books. So, as the world goes by, I hope that this can help you understand that it's okay to have your own story, and it does not have to be my story. We don't have to have the same story, but we have to understand that you have yours and I have mine. And we're still okay.
your values are going to be different from my values and we're still okay. It is, you have to work with your own story. And honestly, this is why I don't get into things like teaching meditation. Because I know that for me, I'm kind of more into the stories thing. So I work with what I'm into. I don't criticize and say, well, I'm just too much of a storyteller to be a meditation teacher. Because then that almost criticizes the thing itself. And I love learning meditation. So what I'm saying is that I'm working with my story. You've got to go work with your story. So it's been really, really fun talking to you. Um, I do feel like these episodes can be a little more insightful right now doing it this way. So I hope you enjoy this kind of format of giving more kind of tours and kind of showing you a little bit more and getting into philosophy kind of in the same go. And um, if you do have any more questions, definitely get in touch. Leave a voice message down below. It's a link of every episode in the show notes. And email me, lifeisartreality at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter. You can definitely DM me. I appreciate DMs over there, as always. JessicaEden24 over on Twitter, at JessicaEden24. Um, so, I really do appreciate you. I hope this has been good. And uh, maybe your story is not yoga and maybe your story is not note-taking your way through life. So get to know yourself and figure out what is your story and what is going to work for you. And we'll definitely keep in touch and stay connected. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day, your Super Bowl. And... um Take care.